Well, y'all, it's August. How did that happen? Summer goes very quickly here in I, Wisconsin. I don't like it. Uh, well, you know, enjoy what's left. I know, it just goes by too fast. It tends to. Uh, by the way, my name is Eric Paulson. I'm Susan Foch. And I'm Jesus Reyes on the zeros and ones. And the ones and twos. What's the zeros and ones and the ones and twos? Zeros and ones are digital. It's because you said the magnetic, or you said the tape. Are we taping? And I was like, sure, we're taping. Oh, okay, I get it now. Is this is this an old man joke? This is an old man joke. I think. I'm sorry. I should beat you with my cane. I don't even know when I'm doing it anymore. I'm not the only 85 year old. All right, true. But you're the only 85-year-old who watches TikTok on a regular basis. That's maybe accurate. (laughs) Oops. I'm just kind of curious what TikTok challenge might happen at State Fair this year. Ooh. Something about cream puffs. Food on a stick challenge of some sort, something like that. Yeah, corn dog. What's the weirdest thing that you've found at the State Fair, like food-wise? Rocky Mountain Oysters. Wait, that? we're like a landlocked state for the most part, aren't we? Like, right. Except for the lakes. <laughs> those, are not, those aren't homegrown. Yeah. Actually, those aren't actual oysters. They're, okay. uh, they're elements of an animal. Uh, I just put that together. Yeah. yeah I think I've heard that I before. Don't. Very well. Okay, yeah. moving on. Okay. <laughs> it's a pretty ballsy dish. Let's put it that way. And with that note, let's move it along. Let's now. move. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking about Wisconsin, with all its quirkiness, lays claim to being the blank capital of the world in so many categories due to some towns laying that claim, and sometimes it's statewide. We're going to cover a whole variety of those in today's episode of The Cabin. Cabin is brought to you by the Wisconsin Counties Association. This week we're featuring Sawyer County up there in the North Woods. Oh, up, up, up real north now. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Home to Hayward, Winter, and more, the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, which has one of the world's largest things we'll be talking about. The Shawamigan Fat Tire Festival is the largest mass start mountain bike race in the U.S. Hayward's also home to the annual Lumberjack Championships which is a pretty cool spectacle. Uh, the Berkey's up there. We'll talk about the world's largest with that coming mm. up. Uh, it's also home, Sawyer County, is to the Chippewa Flowage, the third largest lake in the state. It is a man-made lake formed from a dam that was uh, built in the 1920s to harness the Chippewa River and generate some electricity. And Sawyer County, recreational paradise, especially in the winter with over 600 miles of groomed snowmobile trails, 335 of which run through county forests and connect with trails in adjoining counties. So you have so many great options if you're doing snowmobiling or any other kind of ATVing and other sports. Another cool thing in Sawyer County is the little tiny settlement of Couderay, which is a village along Highway 70, population 86. Pretty I tiny. felt like always by, if it was like that low of a number, they would just call it unincorporated. No, they incorporated and became a village. Now they shrank to 86. They okay. used to have a few more people. Okay. There's actually a couple really cool, like an old post office that used to be there that just some of the stone walls remain. The mm. win- where, where the windows were, it's wide open, that kind of thing. Got it. Al Capone did have a hideaway in Couderay, and like a lot of towns claim they've had an Al Capone hideaway. This one actually did. And uh, Couderade's a pretty cool place, literally, because on February 2nd and 4th, 1996, it recorded the lowest temperature ever recorded on land in Wisconsin, 55 below zero Fahrenheit. Yikes. Yeah. All right, let's warm up with a beverage now that I've mentioned 55 below. One, two, three. 
All right, cabin listeners, we are back with Nicole Depius, who is the marketing manager of Jolly Good Soda, because she's got some very exciting news for us that totally blows our can crack out of the water because uh, she's got some uh, there's some new updates happening with Jolly Good Soda. Right, Nicole? Hey, we have some exciting stuff going on over here. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't you because we've got also a big, uh, big holiday coming up in August. Why don't you tell us about that? Uh, yes. National Root Beer Float Day. Huge holiday. <laughs> yeah, we're excited because we have partnered with a local ice cream company called Mullins Dairy. Um, they are out of Watertown. And what we are doing is putting Jelly Good Root Beer ice cream in a pint. Oh my God. That sounds delicious, actually. It actually is so amazing. Does that mean like, so if I make, if I put that in a glass and then put the root beer on top of it, would it just be like a double root beer float? I would think so. Like a that, root, beer, root beer float. Yes. You know, I'm just going to say this. Uh, no one in the cabin would be upset if you, if you sent some to us, we could do some on-air testing about a double root beer float. <laughs> Absolutely. It will be on the, at the front door for you guys, as soon as we get our hands on it. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Oh my gosh. Well, that sounds very exciting. And I have to ask too. So, you know, we always love the new developments, of course, and I have to tease you because Eric and I say every single week that while we love the diet line for the, the lack of calories, we also, uh, we do need a caffeine buzz. So what is the possibility that Jolly Good will ever bring us some caffeinated soda in the future? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, (laughs) definitely something that we've talked about, um, you know, as we kind of look to see what's on the horizon and how we can grow um, our brand, you know, how does that look? Does that um, caffeine in the beverages? Um, You know, do we look at the ingredients and kind of look at some more functional, better for you options while still keeping that, that um, amazing, jolly good flavor? that everyone knows and loves, you know, can we bring different flavors back? You know, we have cola, diet cola, lemon, lime, you name it still in our, what I like to call our flavor vaults. Hmm. Um, so it's still there, but we're, we're just not making it. Um, or is there an option to bring you a fun little ready to drink cocktail option, you know, using the flavors. So oh, I love like a ready, like in a can, just like you could grab it at the grocery store. Yep. And, you know, like maybe a two pack, four pack, I don't know, just thinking out loud, but yeah, those, you know, grab and go options that super convenient and easy and, and tasty. I love that idea. All of those sounds super fun. Uh, I'm so excited to see what Jolly Good is bringing us in the future. Cause as we know, we're huge fans here in the cabin, but if there's some new growth happening, we definitely want to be a part of it and uh, sampling it with you. Say, yeah. <laughs> we can use you as our, uh, our research group. Oh, please do. We would love that. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us back in the cabin and for bringing us some fun insider information. Well, I'm happy to share. Um, Yeah, definitely check out those pints. You can get them at Sendex. Um, That's so you'll be able to find them in the freezer section, not on the soda shelf, obviously, but um, we're kind of expanding our reach throughout the supermarket. So that's very exciting. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Nicole. All right. So like Eric mentioned before, Wisconsin has laid claim to so many different things that they are the capital of the world in like insert topic here. Sometimes it's the whole state, sometimes it's cities. Uh, and there were so many things when we were researching this. We're like, OK, it deserves its whole <laughs> own episode. So, Eric, why don't you kick us off with this list? Yeah, we'll do it with some food to start to compliment the jolly goods. <laughs> uh, Green County 
is the and Monroe specifically too mm-hmm. within Greene County uh, is the Swiss cheese capital of the world. Yes, it is not Switzerland. It's right here in Wisconsin. Uh, Monroe is a major place uh, where they make cheese in general. Their high school team name is the Cheesemakers, after all. That's actually hilarious. Isn't that awesome? I love that. That's a, it's a nugget I love. Go Cheesemakers. Right? It's almost like Manitowoc with the shipbuilders. Mm-hmm. I exactly. love it. There's some unique names in this state. Cute. Uh, it's also the only place, by the way, where they make Limburger cheese in the country. That is one of your favorite Facts. It is. Yeah. But the holy cheese, the Swiss cheese, is the stuff that is so (laughs) freaking delicious. Swiss Colony, of course, headquartered in Monroe. Mm -hmm. So that uh, does help make Wisconsin not only the dairy state, but the Swiss cheese capital of the world. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a good transition for this because I don't want it to be weird. (laughs) However, what I find really fun is that Green Bay specifically... I know it from really from the show is the fact that it is our oldest city. Um, I think it's most famous, you know, nickname is is title town for the Packers. I actually did not know until I started this job that Green Bay is the toilet paper capital of the world. Like, <laughs> likewise, we share that experience. I did not know that until I did this. Well, Susan, so, I'm glad you're flush with that knowledge now. <laughs> so, and it is because Northern Paper Mills, uh, which was founded in Green Bay in 1901, which uh, is the precursor name to Quilted Northern, which is what it is now. Um, first of all, they invented the first splinter-free toilet paper back in the 1930s, which when I read that, I was like, (laughs) of course we're grateful for that now, but then I got horrified as to thinking about what it felt Uh like before that. There was a pre- Sprinter free, sprinter, splinter free toilet paper. <laughs> Pre splinter free, that stuff to good, say. Yeah. I got a splinter in my finger over the weekend. Toilet paper? No. <laughs> <laughs> I got a wood splinter in my finger over the weekend. That sucked enough. Can you imagine? I'm not gonna. I, no, no, no. That's where I was like. That's why I was like, what in the world would it have felt like? But one of the fun things. So it's not just about the like. They're not the capital of the world for that, just because of the splinter free toilet paper in the 30s. But it's also because um back in the 20s, that robust amount of production for toilet paper helped really cushion Green Bay so that it didn't feel as much of the effects of the Great Depression in the <laughs> 20s and 30s, j- just from an economic standpoint, which I thought was <laughs> phenomenal. And that's why they still delightfully take claim of that title, because it was a huge part of the economic development of the I city. would think toilet paper is a pretty recession-proof Any of the item. really, like... I'd s- hope. Yeah. <laughs> One can very much hope, yes. Well, I mean, hey, we're in our, what is it, the second recession in like 15 years. Yeah. And we keep finding, even now today, any like real consumer staple, you still have to get it. So, mm-hmm. and that is toilet paper. So, Green Bay, everybody. Well, let's go in reverse order and uh, talk about rots. <laughs> yeah, moving on to cased meats and specifically... <laughs> <laughs> and specifically brats. Terrible. Um, even though most Wisconsinites know that um, Madison has the world's largest brat fest, a lot of them don't know that Sheboygan is actually the bratwurst capital of the world. And also, something you might not know is that American Family Field, where the Milwaukee, Milwaukee Brewers play, sells more brats than hot dogs. So even for something <laughs> that is an American staple, like a hot mm-hmm. dog at a baseball game, Wisconsinites have to do it their own way. Yeah. That actually doesn't surprise me at all. And is Sheboygan the bratwurst capital strictly just for the Johnsonville um, production? Oh, no. There? They're, well, they're home to a number of companies. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. When I was out in Sheboygan, it was great to go out to those little local meat markets. Meesfelds I mean, and... 
right. Wisconsin sausage is headquartered there. Oh, they have a lot lovely. of lovely. I always came home to Chicago with some with a great sort of basket of different sausages for mm-hmm. all occasions. And our timing is good on this because Sheboygan's brought were uh, brought days is this coming weekend it's coming up. Yeah, <gasps> that'll be which fun. is a great festival. Yeah, yeah, you can listen back to Susan. Which episode was that to talk a bit about? Oh, did we talk about that in Wacky we did, Wisconsin, in Wacky Wisconsin, Wisconsin festivals? festivals? Yeah. Oh, uh, it was episode one twenty two. Ooh, that's good. Me, yes, it was. Good memory. Where's my ta-da? Friday and Saturday. Uh-oh. Where's the ta-da? <laughs> there we go. Uh, Brat Days in Sheboygan's at Kiwanis Park, Friday the 5th, Saturday the 6th. So that's coming up here. It's free. Great live music. Always great live music. Brats are delicious yep. there, of course. And yeah, so a great time. So uh, sometimes these world capitals or capital of the world statuses lead to festivals, which yep. is good. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some UFO festivals because <laughs> several places down in Wisconsin claim to be the UFO capital of the world. Now, uh, three cities or three towns in particular, Belleville, Dundee, and Elmwood, all argue they are the true capital. Roswell, New Mexico may have some issues <laughs> with those claims. That. But uh, Belleville does have a UFO Days festival every uh, year. They're on the kind of Dane-Green County line. Just a little bit south of Madison. If you're driving from Madison to New Glarus, chances are you're passing through or right next to Belleville. Dundee is along Highway 67, uh, kind of between Campbellsport and Plymouth near Long Lake. Beautiful area. They have a lot of like UFO-themed bars and everything mm. in the area. And uh, Elmwood, too. They all love to uh, rally around UFOs because, let's face it, sometimes that's more appealing than the things we do know around here. <laughs> oh, creepy. <laughs> well... For the fact that the UFO capital is, uh, the jury's kind of out as to where that is, there's one thing everyone agrees with, and that is the fact that Wisconsin really is known as the cranberry capital of the world. And that can be argued more down to a city of Warrens, but I think Wisconsin really takes like full claim of that, because Warrens oh, yeah. isn't the only place that cranberries are grown, even though they do have, to your point, a festival about it. Warren celebrates the most with Cranfest, which is the last weekend in September every year. Mm-hmm. Draws something like 130, 140,000 people people to a town of like 300 that is significant yeah. and the cranberry <laughs> discovery center is there too mm-hmm. but uh yeah there's bogs all across the state from really if you're from toma up to black river falls over uh northeast towards eagle river and then even down towards nakusa wisconsin rapids that area lots of cranberry bogs they're gorgeous in the fall Oh, absolutely. But also, I mean, it's not just about, obviously, they're beautiful and cranberries are, quite frankly, nutritious for you. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is huge for Wisconsin because Wisconsin grows more than half of the entire world's supply of cranberries, which also, like the whole world, is one of those things where I can't. Can't like wrap my Fathom, head around yeah. like how much <laughs> that really would be, um, because it also generates over a billion dollars, and that was billion with a B wow. um, for the state economy, just and thousands and thousands of local jobs. Like this is a huge, like it's two hundred and fifty-ish farmers. It accounts for about twenty-one thousand acres of land um, across twenty different counties. Like it is a this is a huge part of Wisconsin. Yeah, you this know, is one of the claims that we have here that. Has the numbers to back it, huh? They do yeah. have the numbers to back it. Yeah. And here's so. kind of a staggering number: 250 farmers, one billion dollars right. in impact. From 200. You divide farmers. that in. I'm in the wrong business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope those farmers are feeling the the positive. Yeah, I hope it trickles <laughs> you know. down there. Yeah. I really hope so. I hope that's not uh, that's not cut off anywhere. So, because those farmers deserve that money. Holy bananas! Each farmer is worth four million dollars in economic activity for cranberries. 
an academic. I oh, hope that to this, according to these numbers, I hope amazing. that they feel though that personally in their <laughs> bank accounts. <laughs> Probably not, but I I wish that they would. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what's you, next? Mount Horeb is actually the troll capital of the world. And no, not like people sitting behind their computers saying mean things at home. <laughs> but oh, uh, they, like, as an you know, old-timey troll, um, the city takes this theme, theme straight to the heart. Uh, you can find a troll anywhere from street signs to gift shops. It's like their mascot. Uh, large carved trolls can be found scattered along Main Street. And actually, they actually call that Main Street the Trollway. Uh, and it's not just for no reason. They don't just happen to love trolls. There's folklore behind it that suggests that the creatures protect the crops and promise a bountiful harvest. So there's a kind of a long history of using the troll as, you know, a good fortune. Um, the town is also known to be home to the National Mustard Museum, just as a fun fact on top of that. Yeah, it was yeah. there for a long time before it moved to Middleton. And Mount Horeb mm-hmm. reflects the trolls in a lot of the times their Norwegian history as well and yeah. it's it's so it's it's pretty cool it's, it's a fun town to go to you got to go to the the grumpy troll brewery if you're looking for some trolls yeah mount horb is the place to be and some craft beer and some good food too grumpy troll brew pub that's right along the military ridge trail there uh and now wisconsin loves kind of mythical creatures if you will wisconsin does contain more ghosts per square mile than any other state in the nation uh we love to lay claim to things like that uh, and even up in Rhinelander, they have the hodag, their own little mythical beastie. Mm-hmm. Not a beastie boy, but a Ooh, beastie. What's a hodag? Well, it's kind of a horned frog thing. That a guy adorable. actually made one up in the 1890s okay. and like got a picture of it for the newspaper. He wanted to bring it around to different fairs and charge people money to, to see, see it. it. And then he finally admitted it was a hoax. But people kind of went with it anyway. And I think their team name is the hodags. That's kind of cool. So there you go. Now, uh, Wisconsin's a world capital for beer production, so it's only fitting that we- I never knew that. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) I knew consumption, but production? (laughs) Well, it's both. Oh, it makes sense. We're the cycle of life here. And uh, so we are home to the largest six-pack in the world, which really uh, are giant storage units for beer. So in a sense, they are true six-packs of beer. Uh, painted to look like beer, these were at the uh, G. Heilman Brewing Company built in the late 1960s in La Crosse, holding the equivalent of 7 million 12-ounce cans of beer, which is pretty crazy. Uh, the king of beer, Glabnibidius, I forgot his name, uh, is across the street holding his plastic gobbler, or holding his plaster goblet high for fellow beer lovers passing through. You can see this world's largest six-pack. It's no longer, of course, uh, the G. Heilemann slash Old Style Brewery anymore. Forever it looked like a six-pack of Old Style. <laughs> then they changed it to uh, Lacrosse Lager when it became the city brewery. And uh, now it can be different every year. They can paint it however they want. It's still the largest six-pack in the world. And it's right along southbound uh, Highway uh, 14 and 61. On your way to Highway 33, just south of downtown Lacrosse, so it's a it's a pretty cool, fun spectacle. Absolutely. Speaking of fun, I love this fun fact, which is that the Wisconsin Dells is also very famously known as the water park capital of the world um, because they have the largest concentration of indoor and outdoor water parks on Earth. Um, <laughs> yeah. Very specific way to phrase that, but they have 20 different parks. So they have eight indoor, three outdoor, and all together it has more than 200 water slides throughout that complex, and 16 million gallons of water are required to run those water parks, which is crazy. Wow. Well, a lot of people loved going to those water parks, and 
One of the funny things is, you know, this really is more of a recent phenomenon, maybe the last 30 years. And a lot of places that built those water parks initially, and I know Noah's Ark was early on, like Mount Olympus was, they really built the water parks to, as as one guy interviewed said, solidify June. Because June weather isn't always hot here. And they figured it was just going to help solidify their summer. But then they realized... In March, people want to go to a water park right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. and experience the summer feel. In the middle of winter, it's a great feeling. So that's when everything really kind of proliferated. Yeah, and it so. became the indoor water park capital of the world as well as outdoor. Yeah. Yeah, moving on to a different kind of entertainment. Uh, a lot of people might not know that the first circus ever was here in Delvin, Wisconsin. Uh, so we've got, you know, everybody knows about the Ringling Brothers. But I bet you wouldn't have guessed that the Ringling Brothers actually got its start in Baraboo. And even though they've moved on to warmer climates of Florida, they still have elephants, clowns, all kinds of performances going on in the Circus World Museum in Baraboo. Yeah, it's right along Highway 113, beautiful place, right by Driftless Glen Distillery, in Mm -hmm. case you want to mix a little bit of spirits with your circus visit. And the legend of of the Ringling Brothers continues in Baraboo. The Al Ringling Theater is a stunning place to watch any kind of performance. The Al Ringling Mansion uh, among other things, is home to the Al Ringling Brewery. So you're noticing a theme here. Oh, with they're the very Wisconsin there. The yeah. circus. <laughs> and the That's beautiful also town where of Baraboo. those great um, empanadas are, right? Yes, they have really good Peruvian empanadas at the El Ringling Brewery. (laughs) And speaking of that, actually, Jesus, so if if listeners want to hop back all the way to episode 87, that's where we do hidden gems of both Portage and Baraboo, but we talk a lot about the circus stuff that's 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 hiding in there as well. So, yeah, episode 87, everybody. You just love cross-promoting episodes. I uh, really, I really love do. when she cross-promotes episodes. <laughs> That's true. It's an easier for you too. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we did talk about this more recently, too, but it is a capital for Wisconsin. We are a world capital for ginseng. Mm-hmm. And Marathon County, Wisconsin, which uh, holds Wausau, among other cities, uh, is a major world center for production of ginseng due to the uh, basically the immigration of Hmong and Laotian populations Ginseng being a root crop, it's very popular across Southeast Asia, huge gift for the Chinese New Year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's grown to the point now where it generates $40 million annually for Marathon County, according to the Ginseng Board of Wisconsin. And, and the that's climate, just that county. Yeah, it's that's just the county. The state, yeah. Uh, the, the climate of Marathon County, which is a little colder than must, much of the state. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's further away from the big lakes for moderation. It's a little higher in elevation than much of the state. Uh, and the soil makes it just a fantastic place to grow ginseng, which does take four years. Once you plant it, you wow. have to wait four years for it to grow. And then... Um, Talk about, you know, harvesting the fruits of your labor. Yeah. 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 Or rolling, the ginseng of your labor. <laughs> you're definitely rolling the dice. But uh, basically, uh, farmers and companies produce about a million pounds of ginseng a year here in Wisconsin. That's about 95% of all ginseng grown across the country. And uh, they have actually launched a festival that takes place every once in a while in Wausau where people fly in. We went to the very first one that took place, I think it was in 2017, and there were visitors from all over Asia coming to central Wisconsin to see this magical place that produced so much of the ginseng that they really like. It's considered some of the highest quality ginseng you can get anywhere in the world. So, Yeah, when you find something that works, you find yeah. something that works. Another feather in the state's cap. All right, so and then a couple of really quick, just like silly, fun 
like other mini capitals of the world that we claim. Uh, first of all, did Bloomer uh, calls itself the jump rope capital of the world because oh, yeah. of the annual jump rope contest that's been going on there since 1960. <laughs> yeah, I love that nugget. That's a really cool one. That's in Chippewa County. Mm-hmm. And they really embrace that. Even some of the small towns, they'll have jump rope competitions where you can test into the competition in Bloomer. It's like a tournament, huh? Yeah. yeah it's way up thing. there. Yep. It's a top tier. Yeah. Good exercise, too. Yeah, and Sun Prairie does the Sweet Corn Festival, and they claim that because it's the largest one of that kind in the nation, specifically to sweet corn. Um, the 52K um, American, is it Birkenbeiner? Birkenbeiner. Birkenbeiner. Or is the it? Berkey. They love calling okay, it that. the Berkey. Um, is the cross-country ski race between Cable and Hayward, and that is the the largest of that event in America. Um, what are two more, Eric? Well, I mentioned before, because Sawyer County is our county of the week, the mm-hmm. National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame is in Hayward, and they have the world's largest fiberglass sculpture, which is a four-story high, 143-foot-long muskie, complete with an observation platform in, in its <laughs> mouth. I was just standing there for a shoot we did for Discover Wisconsin a couple of weeks ago. You're about 41 feet high. You get a nice view of town and the rest of the uh, museum and everything like that. And uh, it is, Haywood likes to lay claim to the musky capital of the world, too. It's an elusive fish. And if you've ever looked inside their mouths, they have like three rows of teeth that all point backward. So like once they get their, uh, their prey hooked on one set of teeth, it just keeps shoving them backwards. So you don't like to get bitten by a muskie. Let's put it that way. I would no, not I like can't to imagine get you. by a muskie. No. And not that we're the capital of the woolly mammoth, but the largest woolly mammoth ever excavated was found in Kenosha, hmm. and a replica can be viewed at the Milwaukee Public Museum. Very cool. My goodness, there are so many things that Wisconsin is known to be the just the best or the top or the. Most, uh, yeah, we love digging up those facts. You guys, I'm gonna need like a moment to process all of this. <laughs> we, just, we just went in, <laughs> which is fair, but uh, yeah, Wisconsin, we're we're a pretty famous little little state here. Yes, we are. That's mm-hmm. why people love to come and visit and stay in nice, comfy places. Among them, Best Western Hotels, which there are about 40 around the state, including several in the east central part of the state. In fact, you can chill out in Chilton at the Best Western Stanton Inn which is uh, basically the Calumet uh, County seat. There's a lot of cool things to see around there, including Ledgeview Park. And if you like drive-in movies, the Chilton Twilight Outdoor Theater is a really cool spot right by the hotel. It's practically a stone's throw. Uh, In Appleton, if you love the hustle bustle of what's going on in the Appleton area, you want to maybe catch a Timber Rattlers game, Best Western Plus Appleton Airport Mall Hotel right by the Fox River Mall. Uh, in Oshkosh, this is one of my favorite ones. It's a Best Western premiere mm-hmm. right on the waterfront in Oshkosh. We've talked about this place. Yeah, we have. have it's great... right on the Riverwalk. Yes, they have a great ground round there, um, indoor pool on-site restaurant. Uh, you can launch your boat to and from there. It's pet-friendly, but it's a very nice. When it's a premiere, you know it's top of the line. Absolutely. Best Western. And the cool part is there aren't very many premier Best Westerns in the country, but there's two within very close proximity. The one I just talked about in downtown Oshkosh. The other is in Nina right along Highway 41, and that's the Best Western Premier Bridgewood Resort Hotel, which has an indoor pool with a water slide, not the water slide capital of the world, but close to it, Mm -hmm. with mini golf and a restaurant there, and uh, 
award-winning wedding venue. And then nearby, you got performing arts centers, the Mile of Music Festival, which is coming up too in Appleton here. That's coming up very, very soon, shortly. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, also good proximity to Fox City Stadium if you want to catch a Timber Rattlers game. Uh, the Kimberly Point Lighthouse, the Trestle Train, and the uh, Nina Historical Society all close by, too. Nina's a charming town, actually. Nina's very cute. There's so much cool stuff there. We did a little bit of a deep dive on a road trip the other day. Mm-hmm. Anna and I did, because we went to Lion's Tail Brewing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Barrel 41 Brewing is right near there, too. And, mm-hmm. boy, the houses right by the water there. The Those Bergstrom Mahler Museum of... yeah. has the world's largest set of glass paperweights. I mean... How can you go wrong? Right on theme with this episode. Mm-hmm. Nina has some of the most beautiful houses. It really does. It, and like, and it, you'd have no idea that it, they're there. It's all the money from the manhole covers. Because you see, <laughs> and Kimberly Clark, of course. And the, Kimberly the legacy Clark of Kimberly and Bergstrom. Clark. And yeah. So, so many great places to stay in East Central Wisconsin at Best Western. Find out more and book your stay at bestwesternwisconsin.com. Mm-hmm. Also, if you haven't gotten it yet, if you're not wearing... Discover Wisconsin and Cabin Podcast merchandise. What are you doing? Hey, it just came out. Give me some time. <laughs> I know. Well, they got to jump on it. I'm excited. Yeah. So if you haven't jumped on it yet, you have to. So the Cabin Podcast, we officially have our first bit of merch that's out. We have an awesome Cabin t-shirt and also some really fun stickers that you can use pretty much anywhere and decorate anything with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> plus the rest of our shop.discoverwisconsin.com has a ton of other really fun, like, designs and and really cool like shirts and sweatshirts and mugs and different things to show off your wisconsin pride so definitely check out more cabin merchandise and when you're there at shop.discoverwisconsin.com if you use the code cabin just one word just cabin um you get 15 percent off site-wide anything and everything that you want on that site so go check out some merch if you, especially if you love this podcast. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll get good reviews on the merch. Do we have a review on our podcast? We do, which makes me so happy. So this review comes to us from Apple Podcasts. The, uh, the username is called Best Workout Programs, and it is called Ready, Set, Adventure. <laughs> it reads, I love the cabin. I feel like I'm friends with Eric and Susan at this point. Oh, look at us, Eric. And we just meet for breakfast every Tuesday. That's actually really <laughs> That's sweet. So cool. I, love yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Um, I always get great inspiration to keep exploring and adventuring across our incredible state. This podcast is constantly adding to my Wisconsin bucket list that currently has over 300 spots saved on my Google map. <laughs> that is going to take a while to catch yeah. up with. That is a lot. The yeah. cabin is your landing spot to help you plan your day trips across the state. Since I, signed with a purple heart from a fangirl. Oh, at that Wisconsin couple. That actually is a really active Instagram account that also tags us in a lot of different oh, things. Oh, yeah. I've seen them. Yeah, these two, I believe they are located, or like their base is in, um, ironically, the Baraboo areas. We were just talking about the sort okay. of stuff. Um, I love honestly looking at their Instagram account, so I love that she listens <laughs> yeah. to the cabin. Check them out. Yeah, oh, so exciting. All right. Well, make sure you join us next week. We're going to check out not state parks, but county parks mm-hmm. around the state that you will love exploring. And as we get ready to wrap up, I want to remind you of this message from the All of Us Research Program. The All of Us Research Program is asking for people to help researchers make healthcare more precise by creating individualized prevention and treatment options. When you join, you'll share your unique health information and become part of the largest and most diverse medical research program ever. The more data researchers have, the more they'll be able to create better care for all of us. Introducing the next breakthrough in medicine, you. Details at joinallofus.org slash discoverwi. 
Today's episode of The Cabin was hosted by Eric Polson, Jesus Reyes, and me, Susan Foch, produced by me and audio en- engineering by Jesus, with video teasers by Logan Ingram and social media by me and Courtney Haas. The Cabin is a production brought to you by Discover Media Works. To learn more, head to discovermediaworks.com and don't forget to leave us that five-star review. And here's this week's installment of Know Your Wisconsin. Throughout downtown Waukesha, you might notice colorful guitar sculptures scattered throughout the city. This is because Gibson Guitar Company selected Waukesha for its 8th and 9th Worldwide Guitar Town designation in 2012 and 2013 to honor the birth and final resting place of guitar legend Les Paul. Les Paul is the only person who is in both the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the National Inventors Hall of Fame, which sort of tells you who he was. He was a gold record performer, and he also was the inventor of the solid body electric guitar and many recording industry inventions. To further commemorate this legend, Waukesha has dedicated many colorful murals to Les Paul that decorate the downtown. Maps are offered so visitors can take a self-guided walking tour of these sculptures and murals. If people want to know about Les, it's fun to take the tour, but they really should I would say start at the Waukesha County Museum so that you get a, an overall view of who he was and what affected him and how he affected other people. And then I think as you go around the city, you go, oh, okay, that's where that happened. And, and the pieces will come together for you. Cultivating remnants of his past, such as his mother's player piano to early versions of what would become the Gibson solid body electric guitar, the immersive exhibits explore the innovative and tenacious spirit of Les. And now you know your Wisconsin.